0: Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio, Talk, radio Show. Talk Show.
1: All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that it was refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for July the 23rd in the year of our Lord 2022. This is indeed our one of two. And our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of I land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers that is indeed one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. We are live six days a week, two hours a day, hard-hitting talk, always at your fingertips and always free, available at libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net. Spread the word, share the love, donate liberally. Every penny will grow our presence in the media so we can continue to be the truth-tellers that we've been for more than 20 Five years on your radio. Quick recap of the freedom, love, and fantastic faith-filled Friday broadcast we had yesterday. We talked to Michael Perutka, dear friend, constitutional educator, constitutional attorney, constitutional presidential party nominee back in two thousand and four. Yeah, he wins his primary running for attorney general of the state of Maryland. Patriots for Parutka.com, the number four. If you want to learn more about his campaign, that's how you get that done. He also runs an organization called Institute on the Constitution. The website, theamericanview.com. They say this, pray, study, act. Join our mission to restore the Constitution and the Constitutional Republic through grassroots education. Becoming member today, theamericanview.com, just great stuff from Michael Perutka. We talked about election integrity has now become the quintessential issue for the United States. Yeah, election integrity is vital, folks. We then, second half hour of yesterday's first hour, we had on Josh Phillips investigative reporter, theepictimes.com. Now, I want people to know this. The Epic Times sometimes is pronounced the Epoch Times. Why? Well, because you got to learn how to spell epic their way, right? It's the, T-H-E, Epoch, or e, epic e p o c h E-P-O-C-H, Epoch, E-P-O-C-H, Times, dot com. So theepictimes.com. And if you go there, you can check out this incredible video they put together called What Really Happened on January the 6th. It premiered, or it was the premiere yesterday, January or July 22nd. The real story of January 6th. It's a documentary. It was available at Epic TV Live on the epictimes.com website. Now you can watch it for free yesterday. Now it's going to cost you, I think, uh, how much is it? I think it's twenty bucks if you're not a member of the Epoch Times. It's five bucks if you are. They're just doing their very best to make the Epoch Times really, really inexpensive. But I'm telling you, if there's a group worth supporting, the Epoch Times is absolutely one of them. I'll tell you that right now. Anyway, that was our one. The interview with Josh Phillip was incredible. So Josh Phillip, he's the main, you know, investigative journalist in the movie, in the documentary. He jumped on Liberty Roundtable Live to to kick off the whole event yesterday. How do you like that? Anyway, second hour, we had our guest on, Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com, and his goal is to preserve the nation. You got to dig that, right? And uh, we talked about what happens when fusion centers are weaponized. We talked about National Fusion Centers Association. They say helping protect America. I say not. You want to learn more about these goofy people? nfcausa.org, nfcausa.org. Check that out, folks. It is disaster. You've got government in bed with the private sector to create these clearinghouse fusion centers to attack us all, to redefine us as domestic terrorists, to create false flag insurrection realities. Dishonest is the day is long. Uh, One group wrote an article, this education group called Shoulder to Shoulder, the CSPOA and the Oath Keepers, Chuck Tanner. And I say to you, Chuck, the issue is honesty, my friend. You're absolutely dishonest and painting a false narrative. By the way, Biden is bypassing Congress to fight, quote, climate emergency. We'll dig into that more next hour, second hour of the show. We'll be talking about. Earth Day, climate change, Joe Biden. What would life be like under the quote, "Environmental Protection People's Plans," or the Earth Day folks' plans? What would life be like? What kind of cut? What kind of changes? What would your? What would it be? We'll, we'll talk about that, folks, next hour. But uh, yesterday we finished up by talking about Joe Biden got COVID, test positive for COVID 19. The White House claims it doesn't matter where Biden got COVID. Oh, isn't that interesting? Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden and crew were the ones that said you got to track and trace everybody and the origins. Where did you go? Who were you with? Put an app on your phone. Let's trace where you were, who you might have infected, who you might have got the infection from. Now, when it comes to Joe, they say it doesn't matter where he got it. But my question is, how did he get it? He's twice vaxxed, twice boosted. How did he get it? Number one, I thought it stopped the transmission. Well, then also, um, if he got it, I thought that the vaccines were supposed to prevent him from getting it. Remember how Joe went on TV and he said, oh man, it's an unvaxxed problem. Yeah. It, it, it those whacked out conspiracy theorists, unvaxxers that are the issue. Well, he lied and he got caught. There you have it. Now I don't mean to attack Joe. I mean to attack his policies. When it comes to Joe personally, just like every other child of God, I hope that he's okay. I hope that he's not sick. I hope that he recovers. But I also hope he has a, what do you want to call it, a Saul to Paul moment, that he wakes up for crying out loud and quits peddling the porn of fear and dishonesty and manipulation. Vaccines are being more and more and more proven to be disastrous for the human body, ladies and gentlemen, and we told you that from the beginning, and Joe and Donald and everybody mocked us as they fast-tracked and forced vaccines on everybody, and now they're wrong and we're right. So although I do mean to attack the policies, I'll do. although I do mean to expose the dishonest lies, I sure hope Joe's okay. I don't want anybody to suffer from COVID. I suffered from it big time. I don't wish that on anybody, not even Joe. Our prayers are with Joe Biden that he gets well quickly, and our prayers are that he comes to his senses, for crying out loud. All right? we also talked about Joe Biden and his administration sued Arizona over the law requiring citizenship to vote. Arizona expects you to have a citizenship in America to vote. You can't be an illegal alien and vote, and Joe Biden doesn't like that he wants to sue over that. And then they say there's no vote fraud. If illegals are voting illegally, that's vote fraud, isn't it, ladies and gentlemen? Election fraud. Yeah, so now the government, your general government's against this great state of Arizona saying we need illegals to vote. How dare you try to stop them? And my response is, folks, if you want proof that there's election fraud or vote fraud, that would be it. Defending illegals' rights to vote in America? Suing a state who's trying to prevent it, clean up their voter rolls? A border state, no less, as they let the border leak like a sieve? Shame on the Democrats. They expose their criminal activity right before your very eyes and that's a recap of the broadcast that took place yesterday wow we got a hard-hitting talk folks downloadable streamable on demand live at Libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net donate liberally today all right chris carlson with me every saturday uh doing a great job welcome to the broadcast sir yes sir without god we cannot win sam with god we cannot lose
2: The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson reporting for duty, sir.
1: All right. Yesterday, we teased the movie, the documentary from the Epoch Times, what really happened on January 6th, the real story. Uh, But I hadn't watched it because it hadn't come out. Uh, But it came out yesterday. I've had the chance to watch it. It's an hour and 43 minutes of riveting. Truth-telling is what I would call it of riveting, shatter the narrative of the government and the mainstream press. That's what it does from start to finish, ladies and gentlemen. It tells the other side of the story. It tells the whole story. It asks poignant questions. It gets to the bottom of some of the things that just don't make sense for the average person. When you hear tidbits and you go, what? Wait a minute, hold on. When you see this, you begin to understand It's an absolute, in my opinion, government declaring war on the people or the deep state declaring war on the citizenry. I don't know what you can call it, ladies and gentlemen. The movie starts out literally where they're using these um, projectiles to attack the crowd. The police have a protected position and are attacking the crowd by launching these Uh, incendiary devices if you will they explode and and bbs you know come out and and do all kind of things they say it's for crowd disbursement they say it's for um uh, you know to disperse people and then arrest people or to disable people so that they can arrest them or whatever else Uh, but that isn't the truth the people are so packed together that's not even possible the bottom line is it's literally declaring some would say a soft war on the people it's literally dog on dog folks We'll get to it with Chris Carlson right after the pause. My take, though, is that it really shows the government's hand like we've never seen before. They hate us, and they're attacking us, and they created a false flag entrapment agenda and betrayed us all. It's not just the people that were at the Capitol that day. It's all of us. We'll talk about
3: it. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com.
1: All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, Chris Carlson on your radio. We're talking about this incredible documentary, What Really Happened on January the 6th, the true story, the official, the reality check story, if you will, and I submit to you that it's literally your government in bed with the mainstream press declaring war on the people. I don't know how to call it any other way. When you see what they do, when you see how callous and abusive and hostile they are, when you see the provocateurs literally attacking On both sides, one, the betrayers in the midst of the people, insurrectionists that are true, that are not being prosecuted, and then the government side, they're all in bed together to betray every one of us. It doesn't matter if you were not there on January the 6th. They're coming after us all, and this is one of the quintessential turning points they are using against us in a false flag betrayal. That's the only way I can describe it. Chris, your description starts now. Thank you, Sam. So right up front, I'm going to take
2: exception to one of your opening statements. You said that this uh, video from the Epic Times, which is um, an expose on what really happened on January 6th, and we'll really not know everything that happened because, you know, they didn't have video cameras everywhere, although they did have quite a few. I'm going to take an, an exception to that statement and cite the fact, and this, this basically is something that transpired after January 6th, The fact that Donald Trump could have pardoned every one of those participants in the January 6th quote-unquote riots, and he did not. He had 14 days to do so, so I'm going to implicate him as one of the perpetrators of the atrocities that occurred
1: on that day and subsequent days, and I think you will probably agree with me on that. All right, so here's the problem with your narrative. I never said that Donald was on the people's side. I said that the government, okay. no, in bed yeah, with the media, betrayed every one of us. Yes. Yeah. There was were part a lot of, the of government, my friend. Yes, uh, and I know, and then that's why I said I knew, knew that you would. concur So there, with there's me no there's no exception all. to this at all. Now, if no. you're saying, hey, Donald was responsible too, to a great degree, he was, even though he doesn't want to admit it. Now, maybe he was betrayed too. Uh, maybe you know, I don't know where he stands in all this. I have no idea. Uh, but I think that there are serious derelictions of duties on Donald's part as well. I'm not going to back away from that one bit. Yeah, and he's a multi-billionaire. He could have financed an
2: expose like the one that we are watching today, a year and a half after the fact. He could have uh, fronted millions of dollars to create a, uh, an expose that would have revealed a lot of the facts that we are now. After some people have been in jail now, and in and, and some cases, solitary confinement for a year and a half, we're now just getting some of these details. I'm grateful for Amen. getting them, but I wish they, we, we had gotten them earlier. And Donald Trump could have funded a, a video expose,
1: a documentary, and he did not. And that was one not of the only, things that I kept. Not only could he have funded a documentary, not only could he have pardoned these people, but let me tell you what else he could have and should have done that would have been the simplest of all. Uh, January 6th occurred. He was the president until the 20th. Now, I know they tried to do all kinds of things to dismantle his presidency, uh, which is unconstitutional as well. But let me tell you what he should have done. He should have released all hours of the video. He should have said, listen to me, people. We have had a false flag here. We've been attacked by our own government in bed with uh, some bad actors. And you know what? I'm going to release all video. Look, there's thousands of hours of video we still don't have. So we painted a narrative, as you wisely point out, in the documentary with what we have. Revolver Magazine did a phenomenal job. Uh, The Epic Times has done a phenomenal job. There's people on the beat doing a great job. But if Donald had released all the video, there's thousands of hours we still can't get that could really double down and uh, show uh, the truth about this, but Donald didn't release any video either. And he could have, he could have demanded all of it be released immediately that very day. Okay. He could have made an executive order and released it and said, you know what? I need it all released, uh, before uh, I go out of office and I'm not leaving off the office till it's released. There's a lot of things he could have done, but he did none of it. So where he stands in it, I really don't know. You know, a lot of people would say, well, Donald was betrayed too. Look, he's the one they're attacking the most. Well, yeah, but that could be even a gr- deeper secondary false flag. I don't know, and I don't know what Donald's role in it was, but I know this. He talks a lot about the problems, but when it comes down, when push comes to shove, he's missing in action, and I'll give you a quick side note trip to make the point. He's been complaining about election fraud for two years now plus. I say plus because he even complained about it before uh, the election in 2020 took place. But when we have an election fraud conference, a press conference on election fraud, uh, and we bring sheriffs and true the vote, the preeminent people that could make a difference and do something about it, where's Donald? Yep, he's a no-show. Nobody knows, huh? So I don't mean to attack Donald as if he's our enemy. But let's not call him too close our friend. Why is he missing in action? What was his involvement in the creation of this blockbuster documentary? Where was he when Revolver Magazine was doubling down and getting evidence? Where is he in talking about these literally bad actors? There's probably around 100 of them the movie uh, suggests. Where are Where is Donald when these bad actors, how do we name them? Where is Donald's money for private investigations to get to the bottom of who, what, when, where, why on that day? See, he complains a lot. It's like, lock Hillary up. But then when he gets in office, I'll oh, leave Hillary alone. Don't don't bother old Hillary. Okay, yeah, this is what we're it. talking about. And, and you can say, yep. well, Sam, you're too hard on Donald. And my response is, that's fine. But where is he when it counts? Is he on the radio like Sam Bushman putting his life, his reputation, his safety on the line? Or is he just hanging out in Mar-a-Lago? I don't know. But I know this. When I need him, I can't find him. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, and Uh, and we need him badly. So I don't want to get Donald off the hook either. Um, But I do want to say this. What really happened on January 6th is not what we've been told by your government or the media, Chris. We know that for sure.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, we're not hearing about Ray Epps. You know, even um, Ted Cruz uh, mentioned Ray Epps in a congressional hearing, which I was very proud of. Uh, And I think Josh Hawley mentioned him once or twice. Uh, but, but the thing about the presidency, and here's something that I've tried to hammer home uh, throughout our discussions over the last year or so, Sam, and that is the president is not only the CEO of our nation, he's the CCO, the chief communications officer. And let me illustrate what I mean by that, Sam. Is there anybody else in this world who can convene a press conference and have more people listen to that individual than the president of the United States? The answer is no. No. You know, even, even actors and performing artists and you know, they can attract some people, but the, the the person who is referred to as the leader of the free world has a unique opportunity to be able to convene a press conference and have millions, if not billions, of people around the world listen to him and, and, and listen to him with, with intent. Yet I think that Donald Trump abrogated that Um, not only responsibility, but opportunity to communicate and articulate principles of sound governance. For four years, Sam, he could have uh, exposed the the Federal Reserve System for what it was, the IRS for the fraudulent, uh, belligerent criminal organization it is. I can go on and on, uh, you know, on, on principles of sound government. He never used that bully pulpit to articulate the principles of sound government that would have not only benefited the United States of America but the world at large, and and I'll never I'll never let live that down with him or let him live that down I should say, but yeah January sixth we we kind of deviated a little bit from the topic here but um, but you're right the video did expose quite a few things that I had not known not a whole lot uh, one of the things that that I noticed Sam and I think you will concur with me is the police act. The police acted, the Capitol police, that is, acted in a very belligerent and provocative way. And you mentioned the incendiary devices that they were thrusting into a peaceful crowd, you know, and and I saw the video evidence. And there was no belligerent activity on the part of the Trump supporters when they were lobbying these incendiary devices. Um, Stan uh, Kephart, who was the – professional on uh, police tactics he said that those devices were one burning grenades and number two blast dispersion grenades but there was no need for any dispersion of of the crowd at that point where they were using those Uh, and it just seemed to me extraneously and provocative and I think that was part of the plan I think they were trying to provoke a response on the part of the Trump supporters and I think they actually eventually got that response when people started to break into the Capitol. Now I don't for a minute believe that the, the true Trump supporters were the ones who are actually breaking windows and, in, in climbing into the Capitol. I believe that those are agents provocateur. Now, can I prove that? No, I've got certain, we, we've I already can. covered this, Sam.
1: You on, can? can Okay, go for it. Yeah. So Ray okay. Epps on video the day before and the day of was literally encouraging people to go into the Capitol. He said, we have, we have, to go into the Capitol and others said no don't do that and he started to push back and say yes 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 and the crowd starts to chant Fed because they know they shouldn't be there they know that they disagree with him and they do everything they can to reject his suggestion and stop him you want more proof I'll give it to you in seconds this is Liberty Roundtable live
0: pursuing Liberty using the Constitution as our guide you're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News.
4: President Biden made his first live appearance virtually since he was diagnosed with COVID-19, participating in a meeting with his economic team on gas prices.
0: Let me start by apologizing my voice. I'm feeling much better than I sound.
4: Mr. Biden has been isolating in the White House residence, and he and the people around him have been emphasizing the 79-year-old president is hard at work for the American people. A fast-moving wildfire near Yosemite National Park has erupted prompting evacuations even as firefighters make progress against an earlier blaze that burned to the edge of giant sequoia trees this is usa radio news wendy bell
5: here for my friends at swiss america did you know the u.s constitution authorizes only two forms of legitimate money gold and silver that's right. But our government abandoned gold and silver a half century ago. Meanwhile, gold and silver prices have rocketed in recent years due to growing economic uncertainty. So, to help my listeners, Swiss America has a very special offer today. Silver Walking Liberty half dollars at the amazingly low price of $12.50 each delivered. You heard me right, $12.50. Call now to reserve your silver coins at 800 That's 800-630-1490. Silver Walking Liberty Half Dollars for just $12.50 each delivered while supplies last. Put a silver lining in your financial portfolio now by calling 800-630-1490.
4: 800-630-1490. The White House announced that the U.S. is sending an additional $270 million in security assistance to Ukraine, a package that will include additional medium-range rocket systems and tactical drones. Ukraine forces have used U.S.-made rocket launchers and tactical drones to destroy dozens of Russian targets and hold at bay Russia's larger and more heavily-equipped forces. There has been several arrests for cryptocurrency fraud.
0: Federal prosecutors are announcing the first insider trading case involving cryptocurrency. U.S. prosecutors in New York City said Thursday that a former product manager for Coinbase and two others have been charged with wire fraud. A U.S. attorney in Manhattan said fraud is fraud whether it occurs on the blockchain or on Wall Street. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry.
4: This is USA Radio News.
1: All right, so Ray Epps, ladies and gentlemen, was literally encouraging people to go to the Capitol. The crowd knew better and said, no, no, no. Uh, It even went so far as to say this guy's a Fed. What's he trying to do? Get us all in trouble? But he kept that narrative up the day before and the day of. He worked with a man up on the tower, literally channeling people into the atrap- entrapment zone where people didn't really realize that they weren't supposed to be there. It was almost like they were ushered in and intentionally entrapped. You want more evidence? Okay, I'll give it to you. So in addition to that, the Oath Keepers, who have for years have been around the country, helping police officers, helping uh, civil unrest zones, if you will, or riot zones, stay under control. And they've served this role for many years in many locations, and the police are grateful for them, and they work together, and they've just done a tremendous job over the years, and everybody who's honest with themselves knows it. Uh, And anyway, so they get there. They say their mission. They came on the radio with me to even talk about their mission. Uh, Let me get this right. Stuart Rhodes was literally with me the day before, I think it was, uh, talking about what their role was, and it was to go there and peacefully help the president. If the president did declare something, they were here to make sure that there was peace. Uh, Anyway, as they were there, uh, the cops come out of the building or somebody runs out of the building and grabs the Oath Keepers and says, look, can you come in and help us? We're trapped. And the Oath Keepers agree and say, sure. So the Oath Keepers go up the stairs and go into the Capitol. Then they come out with 16 police officers and they bring them to their buddies outside to the police line. So they literally brought 16 police out to safety. Now, listen to me carefully, ladies and gentlemen. How come the mainstream press and the government is attacking the Oath Keepers and using that video where they went into the Capitol in a stack formation as if they went in there with some kind of goal to attack Congress when the truth is they later brought out 16 police officers helping them to safety? So you look at the Ray Epps example, you look at this example I just gave you with the Oath Keepers, and I got another one for you. You ready? All right, Vicki White. Now, Vicki White is a dear friend of mine. Yes, I know her personally. Yes, I've sat at the dinner table and eaten dinner with her. Okay? And she came on the broadcast a day after the event occurred. And she was severely beaten by the cops. And she is prominently in this video, and she didn't want to go into the Capitol. And she documents, and there's video documenting uh, people breaking windows and her stopping them. And then her being literally forced and pushed into the Capitol when she didn't want to be inside the Capitol at all. So she stopped people from breaking windows. This is a Trump supporter. And she literally said, look, we as Trump supporters don't do that. And she tells that very story the day after on Liberty Roundtable Live. So when I give you these three examples, now you're saying we don't have any evidence? We've got more than ample evidence. And what about in the couple of thousand hours uh, of video that we don't have? What story would that tell? Why won't they release it? And so when you look at all that, where are the congressmen and senators to defend the Oath Keepers? Where are the 16 cops? that the Oath Keepers literally brought to safety. Why aren't they speaking out? It reminds me of the 10 lepers. Only one of them came to thank Jesus. The rest of them were gone, right? Well, I look at this and I go, what the heck? Where are the 16 police officers to stand together in solidarity going, hey, you quit attacking the Oath Keepers. They were not doing what you're saying. They brought us to safety. Don't you dare. Where are they? Answer, they're silent. Why? Because they're afraid. Why? Because the government's in bed with the media to declare war on the people. That's the only takeaway from this you can get. So there's your evidence, Chris.
2: Yeah, and these are lawmakers that are not exposing this. And, and here's the thing. If you and I, Sam, uh, are in possession of this information, certainly they have access to it. They have large staffs. I don't have a large staff. I've got to do this on an individual basis, nor do you. But if if they're concerned about their jobs, let me tell them this as a word of warning, Sam. Once this noble republic goes the way of the dodo bird, they're going to lose their jobs anyway. So they might as well stand up uh, for truth, righteousness, and justice and do something about it because they're going to end up losing their souls. And they won't be worried about their jobs at that point. They'll be worried about their eternal souls. And I just have a word of warning for those people. (laughs) So yeah, and I did see the video, and you know, you as a blind person, Sam, obviously cannot uh, see the video. But Victoria White, and I saw her, her brutal beating, and it was sad to see because it was completely and totally unprovoked. And you know, she's a female; she's a woman being beaten by this this burly uh, male cop in a tunnel where she couldn't escape. She was. But in she's a also tight. not
1: a she's also not a fighter woman like Ashley Babbitt right. was a hardened Marine kind of a girl. This you know but i'm not here to say vicky's wimpy i'm just saying look she's not your fighter girl either
2: no no she's a very peaceful woman and and another thing that the the expose that that we both uh, watched recently is um that it humanized these people obviously you know when you see some of the footage you you see some of the worst uh, actors the and those are probably the agents provocateur they were hired by the fbi but in, in the interviews, you, you get a sense that these are real human beings. They're children of God, and they should be treated as such. But they've been characterized as barbarians and, and violent thugs. They're not. They're just like you and me, Sam. They're children of God, and they need to be treated that way. And I hope that this gets um, this video that the Epic Times has put together it gets wide circulation, and I'm certainly going to promote it to my friends and family because it does just that. It humanizes these people, and, and it opens the people's eyes to – the reality
1: that they could be our neighbors, they could be our friends, they could be our family members. But isn't that isn't that a lot of proof to what you're saying? What I'm saying, though, Chris, when we say, "Hey, we don't really have the proof or whatever else," I think we've got ample evidence already. Yeah. I can give you more if you want it. Oh yeah, and um,
2: oh, there's probably a lot out there. I just I I, I hope that people that have uh, videos of things that have not yet been widely circulated you know, will realize that, that our existence depends upon the information getting out. And, you know, we need to make a concerted effort to to circulate the information that we have available on the Internet. And if you have more, you know, please, please uh, circulate it
1: widely All and right. get to give you another, another piece to this pie. So the government knows full well that Donald Trump activated or gave the authority to activate two or 20,000 National Guard's Members to protect the Capitol. He gave that authorization. All right, Cash yes. Patel at the end of the movie documents this. No one disputes mm-hmm. that Donald gave that authorization. Why did neither the Capitol Police nor Washington, D.C. Uh, police or the mayor or it, uh, the House of Representatives leader, why did nobody activate that and take him up on it? Uh, the law requires a couple of things to happen. One is the president to authorize it and then two um, for them to request it. Uh, The request never occurred, but yet now they're blaming Donald of saying uh, he was derelict. He was crazy. He, uh, you know, he he didn't do anything to stop this. That's an absolute lie. He did the proper thing to prepare for this and stop this, but it's flat out ignored. Why? Well, because it would
2: not have satisfied their narrative. The narrative was that that these thugs uh, that raided the Capitol, with the presence of 20,000 National Guard troops there, they wouldn't have been able to pull it off. You know, it was clearly a false flag operation. And it was, I will give the uh, the side of evil credit for having pulled it off uh, in a manner that uh, fooled the majority of the American people, because the majority of the American people, Sam, believe that these were just vigilante Trump supporters who pulled this off, when in fact there is ample evidence that it was orchestrated by very powerful, very uh, monetarily connected forces. And um, and, and it it, it should be clear at this point. And Ray Epps is a smoking gun. Another smoking gun that I would, in touching upon what you said, it was Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell who had the power within their hands call up – the National
1: Guard to provide that security. Why they didn't do it, I don't know. Uh, That's you, Republicans you, and Democrats and even the mayor of Washington, D.C. had the authority as well and did nothing. But it's yeah. one thing to, to be derelict in their duty and not do it. It's another thing to blame Trump and say, oh, he didn't do what he was supposed to. He was, um, you know, um, wanting violence or whatever else. This isn't true. He authorized 20,000 National Guard people to be available, and then they didn't even prepare for it. So even though the National Guard was ready, um, they weren't able to get there in time because no preparations, no uh, request was made in a timely manner. Okay, why? Yeah. And so to me, it's one thing to have that mistake. It's another thing to blame it on President Trump. Now, I'm not defending Donald necessarily, but I'm saying— Look, you got to realize President Trump in this case was not derelict in his duty, but they're not only failing, but then they blame it on him. I believe it's an intentional fail. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I will give credit where credit is due. Donald Trump did make that request. Another individual that made that request. I don't know if you caught this in the video. Stephen Sun, the son of an ex-capital police chief, pled for the increased security that day uh, multiple times. But, you know, all of his uh, requests were turned down.
1: Deaf ears. You got to ask why. All right. Chris has 10 things we need to talk about, huh, Chris? I've got more than 10. I've got 12 on the Capitol riots. We'll talk about it in seconds on your radio. government in bed with the media, ladies and gentlemen, is what's really going on for January the 6th. The government, deep state, and media is literally declaring war on the people. I can't see it any other way. I know a lot of people are going to be afraid to make a statement like that, Sam. that's just too bold, too in your face. Look, you can't call it any other way. They literally start out with incendiary devices being logged into a peaceful crowd. They then continue and literally let a woman die. Even though the crowd, the peaceful people, were trying to save her. This is one of the great narratives you need to understand. The crowd, the peaceful crowd, is trying to save this woman's life who went down. The government literally beats her while she's down. You can't make this stuff up. You can't deny the truth. The peaceful crowd, eventually a man who's now (laughs) being prosecuted, literally tried to save this woman's life. And all they do is turn against him now, too. Folks, your government in bed with the media has now declared war on We the People because now they're trying to say, hey, you know, Sam Bushman is tied to the Oath Keepers because he interviews Stewart all the time. And now, you know what, that means that Sam Bushman is involved in the January 6th events too. And they're literally feeding this to the fusion centers to then create a negative dossier on Sam Bushman claiming that I'm somehow a domestic threat or a terrorist or an insurrectionist in some way. They're using this as the staging ground to literally attack anybody who challenges their narrative, anybody who stands up for God, family, and country, anybody who defends the proper role of government, they're attacking. They literally just wrote in the Reuters News Service an article uh, about us in our election fraud press conference, literally tying Richard Mack to Stuart Rhodes. Sam Bushman being the medium. Now, I don't mind being tied to Stuart Rhodes. I think he's a good guy. I think the Oath Keepers did a great job. Were there a few bad actors in the Oath Keepers? Possibly. But as a whole, the Oath Keepers a great group. And Stuart Rhodes, good guy. I'm going to defend him. And what they're doing is creating this fake narrative. Now, I want to know the bad actors. Is Ray Epps a deep state bad actor? He denies it. But all evidence proves that he is. course, he's not being investigated by the FBI, but see Ray Epps supposedly with an Oath Keeper. Well, does that mean the Oath Keepers were really just infiltrated by government? Provocateurs, government spies, plants, whatever you want to call them. Well, we don't really know all that. And when Congress asks, they get just shut down and they're like, hey, we can't tell you anything about it. Folks, we better take off the gloves and we better do it fast. In the Ammon Bundy case, they dismissed it. Why? Because Amon Bundy was about to force the witnesses on the stand in his own trial, Uh, the plants, the provocateurs uh, that really agitated in his situation. See? So that's the problem here. I submit to you, Chris, they're literally, the deep state in bed with the media is declaring war. They've declared war on the American people. I don't see how you can say it any other way when you see how they treated that woman that was down, The peaceful crowd tried to save her and the cops literally wouldn't let it happen. They beat her to death. And that on the heels of lobbying incendiary devices into a peaceful crowd.
2: Yeah. You're referring to Roseanne Boylan and she was on Adderall. Um, It was a prescription drug. And that was actually what they ruled her death on an overdose of Adderall, which she had been on for years. Uh, I'm not sure what, what that treats, but, yeah, she was. First of all, they uh, ignited an incendiary device, which uh, discharged gas into an enclosed area, which is against protocol uh, for police tactics, first of all, because you don't throw incendiary devices in enclosed areas. You're, you're going to uh, intoxicate people with the smoke, first of all. Uh, apparently, she was more vulnerable than the rest of the people. Uh, she, she, was, uh, she did collapse, and she was trampled after police uh, pushed the crowd out of the tunnel. And then she was, uh, they proceeded to beat the crap out of her with sticks. Why they would do that, why she's already down, incapacitated, not a threat. And and then they drug her probably dead body at that point, you know, into the tunnel. and Yeah, um, why would they do that? Because that's what
1: you do in war, my friend. Yeah, it is, it's war. Um, All right. So so then uh, the bottom line, though, is there's 15 things I was wrong. I said 10. It's 15 things that we really have a kind of issue with that highlights the point I'm making. Chris, let me start with Jake Lang, because I think Jake Lang. So he's he's one of those
2: individuals who is now in solitary confinement and has been for now over a year and a half, almost probably. Here's what and, and this was in the, the video, the uh, Epic Times uh, expose that w- that we watched. He's in his this is his testimony. He says that's uh, what, what he's undergoing is, quote, cruel and unusual punishment and specifically because they want to send a signal out to the rest of Americans. If you ever dare to stand for your Constitution and for your civil liberties, we will call you a domestic terrorist. We will drag you away from your home and family and community and we we will put you in deplorable conditions. Torture you into ridiculous plea deals, and that's what they're doing with these people. They want to get pleas uh, of guilty, 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 all the way across the board, and and they're willing. So and here's here's, and I think you understand this, Sam. Here here's what um, prosecutors do: they will intentionally charge you with crimes that you know, they know, and everybody know you did not commit, and so that you will be uh, willing to uh, plea with them for a lesser charge so that they can get a guilty plea out of you, so it makes their uh, position look stronger. And in this case, they're doing just that. They'll charge them with with, uh, deplorable crimes, and then you'll be willing to plea down so that you can get out earlier or or pay a smaller fee. And he goes on to say, uh, deplorable conditions, uh, ridiculous plea deals, and meanwhile, drag your name through the mud throughout all mainstream media and call you white supremacists and domestic terrorists and violent insurrectionists. And all this ridiculous nonsense. And then he goes on. And that's what this is about. This, it's, it's about tarnishing the image of Trump supporters. And you and I, Sam, as we've stated previously, we're not Trump supporters. But a lot of those men and women who are now rotting in jail, uh, unjustifiably, you know, uh, God have mercy. They are Trump supporters, which I disagree with. But they are nonetheless not evil people. These are good uh, God-fearing, law-abiding American citizens, and they should not be where they are. And their names should not be tarnished the way they're being tarnished. And this is, this is, this is abject blasphemy against good people and against you know, uh, God himself, because that, that's who they're after, uh, uh, ultimately. They're after the very heart of Christianity, and I, and I hope people out there in our listening audience, Sam, understand that. It's not only to disparage these as individuals, it's to disparage Christianity itself because it's become associated with the support of Donald Trump. We need to understand that. So that's number one. We're not going to get through all 15. Um, Do you want to talk about the the four people who did die on January 6th? Yes, I do. Okay, so we already talked about Roseanne Boylan. Completely unnecessary death. She should be walking around alive today. Uh, that was due to police brutality uh, and unlawful use of violent force on the part of the police. Ashley Babb, we have talked about her. Now, she, uh, she was actually, and, and there's abundant film footage of this. She was actually trying to prevent people from breaking glass at, at where she was uh, uh, executed uh, by Mike, Michael Byrd, the police officer, Lieutenant Michael Bird. And by the way, Michael Byrd was never prosecuted. They never even had him write up an incident report about what he did. And as far as I'm concerned, he murdered Ashley Babbitt in cold blood. And, I, and you can see it. Okay, But she was the one that was trying to pre- prevent uh, – who I think at that point were agents provocateur that were probably hired by the FBI or some other legal letter agency – why she found herself trying to climb through the window at that point, I do not know. I can't explain that behavior. But she was shot in cold blood.
1: There's I another can, man basically business. trying to get out of the situation. She was trapped, and she knew that people were starting to attack her because she was trying to get people not to break glass, not to do things. And so then the the hostile um, insurrectionists who were really there, there was about 100 bad actors the movie highlights, We're still trying to discover who some of them are, but she felt like her life was threatened and felt like the window was her only escape.
2: Yeah. Well, she was going in the wrong wrong direction, but nevertheless and notwithstanding, she should be alive. Hold on.
1: If you're blocked from going the other direction, because the crowd is so big, where do you go? What do you do? Yeah. Yeah. She was in, and she was clearly no, I mean, what
2: is she like four foot eight, four foot 10. I mean, she's not that big of a gal. (laughs) Um, So she's
1: going through the window, though, and not only was there a shooter there who shot her, who was certainly in a safe position, even if she got through the window, uh, but then Uh, there was a secondary shooter there, too. Why? um, I
2: think it was to agitate the crowd, to, to, to stir them up to greater violence and greater destruction. I think that was the plan all along. And I think some of the police officers were aware of the plan. Others were just uh, the victims of groupthink. You You know what that is, right? You know, you just get caught up in the excitement of a situation, and you basically follow the crowd uh, because, obviously, they can't pay off that many capital. Yeah, it's officers. mob mentality, that's all. Mob mentality. And then there's Benjamin Phillips and then Kevin Greeson. One, one died of a heart attack. The other died of a stroke. And that was, and I believe, based on the video evidence, was the direct result of incendiary devices thrown into the crowd because they were the victims of those incendiary devices. And um, but but the, all four of those victims on that day were Trump supporters. And they should be walking around alive today. Now, I agree, Sam, you and I both agree, they were in the wrong place at the wrong wrong time. They. I have no interest in going up to the Capitol of the United States of America to try to solve any problems because it's long been determined that solutions to our problems will not be had at the Capitol. So they were not standing in holy places. We can have an entire discussion about that. Nevertheless, and notwithstanding, they did not deserve to die for their foolhardy decisions. But they are. And then there's... um, uh officer brian sicknick's death that was uh, that you've heard in the media was caused by having a fire extinguisher thrown at his head that is completely and totally untrue there's no evidence to back that up that was completely manufactured out of whole cloth sand the coroner or the medical examiner determined that his death was of quote natural causes unquote which i'm not sure what that means but it was not the result of having a fire extinguisher Well, and the summit. problem
1: with the ex- fire extinguisher lie, again, the media ran with that. Uh, they got their derriere handed to them when the truth came out on that. Uh, but the bottom line is they used this literally in the impeachment trial of Donald Trump as well. So they, yeah. this is what I mean by it's. It, that's why I'm saying they're declaring war on the people. It's one thing for them to be a confusion if they got that story wrong for some reason. Then they could literally retract and apologize and say, oh, my gosh, you know what? We're, we're, we're human. We got it wrong. But they're not doing that. They literally used it in the impeachment trial as if it was fact and it was a flat out lie. This is what I mean. And- now they're using this January 6th uh, to tie me and others into insurrection type ideas. Oh, Sam's tied to Stuart Rhodes. Sam's tied to Damon Bundy. Sam's tied to Richard Mack. Sam's the ground zero commander in all this. That's the what they're writing <laughs> in these articles now. They lie. It isn't true. And even if I did have control of these people, it would only be to reject revolution and stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. They say that I'm anti-government, and I'm the guy that says let's double down and promote God, family, and country in the traditions of our founding fathers. Our founding fathers created a government, didn't they? Well, then how can I be anti-government if I'm backing the guys who created the greatest government that's ever existed on the planet when they obey the supreme law, the rule of law. See, they lie, 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 and, and they're using this narrative then to escalate against every one of us. Now they're coming for the Christians. Well, where are the Republicans? Strangely silent. All right, folks, hour one of the can. We're switching gears to climate change in hour two. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Share the love this nation shall endure. God save the Republic.
0: Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio, Talk, radio. Show. Talk Show.
1: All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard hitting news that it was refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for July 23rd in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is indeed our two of two and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. It's interesting they try to run around and tell you that I'm anti-government, but folks, aren't I doubling down telling you to stand for the proper role of limited constitutional government every single day? Aren't I the guy that rejects revolution and stands for peaceful restoration of the proper role of government that our founding fathers put together? I do so in the traditions of our founders, so if I'm anti-government, but I promote the founding fathers who created a government, and I say we ought to have government as they worked so hard to build, how can I be anti-government? Just wondering. The reality is they don't like it when I'm anti-rogue government, when I'm anti-unconstitutional government, when I'm anti-socialism and communism and uh, tyranny, then they like to attack me. But understand who's who. The truth shall set us free. Chris Carlson with us. Welcome back, sir. Yes, sir. Without God, we
2: cannot win. With God, we cannot lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Sam,
1: Lieutenant Carlson reporting for duty, sir. Seems to me that Joe Biden is off his rock, buddy. I mean, the guy's nuts on parade. Now Joe Biden is literally unconstitutionally bypassing Congress to, quote, Fight climate emergency, he claims. Now, if I'm calling for the proper role of government with checks and balances and saying, look, you cannot just jettison Congress, but Joe Biden wants to circumvent Congress and do it on his own, who's anti-government, me or Joe? See, I'm (laughs) calling for government to work properly and to function as designed by our founding fathers and as designed by the supreme law of our land, Joe Biden trying to use his office to circumvent what he swore an oath to uphold who's anti-government chris
2: well it's an emergency situation don't you know yeah (laughs) no i'm I'm with you there
1: i'm just saying and by the Uh, way the rule of law and the constitution and the checks and balances were designed just for these very emergencies we're talking about sir oh but you're not
2: reading into the 28th amendment the 28th amendment says government can do whatever the heck they want under emergency situations and we're in an emergency. And situations I would respond and say, up. where's
1: the authority? Hold on, where's the authority granted for that in the contract? Well, I'm,
2: there is no 28th Amendment. I'm being facetious. Obviously. Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah. But
1: yeah. It's, it's, so, it's see, a, Joe's anti government, but yet they call me anti government. And I simply say, look, Joe Biden is unconstitutionally, in other words, against the rule of law and against his oath of office bypassing congress to supposedly fight a climate emergency now who decides it's an emergency how long have they been at this climate change lie they used to say that global cooling was the issue now they say it's global warming then they say it's climate change but it all goes back to their very documented laid plans chris well i remember sam do you remember the weekly reader in about third or fourth
2: grade we were reading these uh Current event magazines designed for fourth or fifth graders that were called the weekly readers. And they, they were kind of designed to get young people accustomed to reading the newspaper. But they were geared down to a, a fourth or fifth grade level. And I remember distinctly reading about global cooling. This was when I was, what, fourth or fifth grade? So that would have been 10 years old, 8, 9, 10 years old. Um, I remember that. <laughs> But uh, apparently that didn't go over as well as uh, global warming. Of course, global warming, um, we, we've been in a, a maunder minimum now for, what, the last 20 years. So that, that didn't go over so well. So we, we've changed that to climate change. So whether it cools or whether it warms, we've uh, got their bases covered. Either way, it's an emergency, Sam. So we're, we're invoking the uh, penumbra of the Constitution. Remember that, the penumbra? <laughs> To, uh, to implement these emergency measures on the part of the chief executives. The unitary executive is basically what we're merging into, where the executive basically has all authority under any circumstances to override Congress, to override the courts, to override the people and their rights and the, the Bill of Rights. So, yeah, we're in, we're in an awful situation, and we need to wake up, and if we don't, and give the president some pushback. We know the president's not in charge. We know that it's his handlers. Probably Ron Klain is probably the intermediary between the real powers that control the course of our country and um, the president, obviously the guy who doesn't remember his name half the time, his wife's name. Anyway, yeah, so I would like to go down memory lane if you'd like. Today, Sam, Uh, since I am an an historian, I do have a history degree from Brigham Young University. uh, I would like to talk about some uh, events that have happened within our lifetime that have kind of changed the course of our perception of environmentalism. Shall we do that? Or did you want to say something else before we, we go there?
1: Well, There's a lot of uh, important information in the history. This is what I mean by the documented well-laid plans. Uh, They've been at this for a long time. As you mentioned, that it started out when you were a kid, what, 45 years ago, 50 years ago almost, where it really highlighted, hey, they were talking about global cooling then. And a man who I used to interview about 20 years ago wrote a book about this called Not By Fire But By Ice, highlighting this conundrum. That uh, They're now caught in as they lie and then change their lies. History documents it, Chris. Yeah, let's start with Earth Day. You know, every April 22nd, we
2: we celebrate what is uh, affectionately known as Earth Day. Now, let me give you a little history about that. So Senator Gaylord Nelson was the one who is accredited as basically establishing April 22nd, 1970 as Earth Day um in Congress recognized it back then. There's but there's an interesting um correlation between April twenty second, nineteen seventy and somebody special in history's birthday. Do you know who that person's uh and that that would be the one hundredth anniversary of this individual's birthday. Do you know who that would be, Sam?
1: I don't know, but it's gotta be a communist.
2: Vladimir Lenin, the founding father oh, of the <laughs> It just happens that April 22nd, 1970, just happens, and I'm sure this is a complete and total coincidence, Sam, it happens to land on the 100th anniversary of his birth. So if he had lived to uh, April 22nd, 1970, we would be celebrating his birthday. But instead, we're celebrating Earth Day. But I'm sure that's just a coincidence. (laughs) So there's that. And um, you know the the Illuminati, they don't do anything by accident. Everything they do is symbolic. just like nine eleven just happened to be on a day that we associate with emergencies. Uh, and a lot of other things that they do are very symbolic in nature because they're very devious, they're very cunning, crafty, and um, and they, they're vengeful. they 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 are, and they use symbolism to get revenge on their public enemy number one, which are God-fearing Christian people like you and me, Sam. And they do it in a very subtle way. So I'd like to just read. Um, so a lot of the information I'm going to talk about today will, will come from a book that I read a few years ago called Climate Gate by a man by the name of Brian Sussman. And I don't know if you've ever had him on your show, Sam, but he documents a lot of it. Brian Sussman. Yeah, and it's,
1: it's i it's familiar with him, though.
2: 10, this book is probably eight, eight or ten years old. Anyway, you know, he says the day uh, – Well, I guess I don't need to, to read his quote. I basically covered covered the um, the bases on the correlation between Vladimir Lenin's birthday and
1: the establishment of Earth Day. But
2: there's another by the way, interesting.
1: Um, by the way, before you yes. get to that interesting connection, Vladimir Lenin uh, reminds me of the Beatles, John Lennon. And imagine. Yes. Oh, that's the song. Imagine (laughs) this. Yeah, there's a song called Imagine uh, that documents a lot of this, too. And here's what it says. Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell below us. Above us, only sky. Imagine all the people living for today. Imagine there's no countries. It isn't hard to do nothing to kill or die for and no religion too. imagine all the people living life in peace you may say i'm a dreamer but i'm not the only one i hope someday you'll join us and the world will be as one imagine no possessions i wonder if you can no need for grief or hunger a brotherhood of man imagine all the people sharing all the world you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us in a world we'll live as one. Hmm. Think about that did, in relation did, to what we're talking about, folks. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. And I've heard uh, elementary school children sing that song in elementary school. And uh, did you quote that from the top of your head, Sam? Just No, uh, sir. I looked it up. Oh, you looked it up. Okay. 'Cause it wouldn't surprise I know it pretty me. Pretty well, but I didn't want to Cali- miss a word. <laughs> I know. I, well, it wouldn't surprise me because you did grow up in California and I've heard elementary school students in California sing that song in music class, interestingly enough, only in California, right? I don't think they would have been able to pull that off here in Utah. But you did go to school in California in your early years. So unfortunately true.
1: So folks okay. understand this climate change lie is being peddled. The emergency scenario of this is being promoted by Joe Biden. He's literally jettisoning the rules of the Supreme Law to get there. He's violating the checks and balances. Now, we've got some more parallels for you. Then we'll drill into concrete examples of what's happening, what they're, pardon the southern term, fiction to do. We'll do it in seconds on your radio. I think having faith in God is a big part in it, because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking.
0: Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.
6: Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John eight forty four. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God and the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present day church, rather it is for the end time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries.
1: The power of love, baby, it could save us. I'll tell you that right now. The love of Jesus Christ. The sacrifice through that love saves us all, ladies and gentlemen. But I got a little different. Imagine we were talking about writing a song on the break. Imagine if there is a heaven. And God Almighty, your Heavenly Father, loves you. And he's promised us biblically if we keep his commandments, he'll heal our land and bless us. You think if he heals our land, it might not get too hot or cold? I think if he heals our land, we might have enough water and rain. Wow! If I could only imagine. Oh, that's a better term. If I could only imagine. That's a little different than imagine, right? Folks, look, it's a battle between God and Satan, and we're in the middle. Don't make any mistakes. All right, there's a few more contrasts to highlight with this global warming, Chris. Idea: What type of characters
2: were involved with the establishment of the original Earth Day? On April 22nd 1970 let's do a little profile in environmentalism with an individual by the name of Ira Einhorn and you would think that Ira Einhorn would be one of the great patron saints of the left but he's kind of disappeared from the pages of history because um, he was the master of ceremony a uh, master of ceremonies at the original establishment of Earth Day and It was at Fairmount Park in Philadelphia on April 22nd, 1970, like we said. But he's kind of disappeared from the pages of history because seven years later, he did something very atrocious. He murdered his girlfriend. And um, let me just read from – now, I'm quoting from NBCnews.com. And Ira Einhorn was on stage hosting the first Earth Day event at the Fairmount Park in Philadelphia on April 22nd, 1970. Seven years later, police raided his closet and found the composted, decomposed body of his ex-girlfriend inside of a trunk. On September 9, 1977, uh, Maddox, which was his girlfriend's name, went back to the apartment they had broken up. uh, And she went back to the apartment so that she could get some of her belongings. But she was never seen again from that day forward. When Philadelphia police questioned Einhorn about her mysterious disappearance, several weeks later, he claimed that she had gone out to the neighborhood to uh to buy some tofu and sprouts so i don't need to read the whole thing but suffice it to say that 18 months later they returned to his apartment and found her decomposed body in a trunk in his closet after a neighbor uh, a downstairs late neighbor had complained about this dark liquid oozing from his ceiling <laughs> Anyway, that's the type of uh, – I mean, obviously not everybody that was involved with the original establishment of Earth Day uh, were murderers. But that gives you kind of an idea of what type of people were involved with Earth Day. Uh, And then he went to – he fled to Europe, and they they weren't able to indict him for years and years and years. But finally they they indicted him, they extradited him, convicted him of murder, and he's currently serving a life sentence.
1: So I just thought that maybe – Oh, did he die? Okay. So he died.
2: Did you do a little bit? Okay, good. Well, you should have so I actually know a little
1: bit about this guy. Oftentimes I say no because I don't want to steal the thunder of my guests, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. But Ira Ira Inhorn, this guy is a nutcase, folks. Um, He's nicknamed now the Earth Day Fraud, who became known as the, quote, unicorn, right? Uh, This guy was Mm -hmm. a nutcase, folks, and this is kind of what they – This is the people that come up with this Earth Day stuff. Okay, then later when he got busted uh, for this crime, he basically said, hey, man, it was a deep state government operative, and I've been framed. See how they go? (laughs) And then they call me a conspiracy theorist, see? But the unicorn there, he was a good guy. He kicked off Earth Day for everybody, you know? He was around for the first Earth Day. This is the kind of people that they hang out with. It reminds me of like the Unabomber uh, dis- scenario right It reminds me of these false flag things <clears throat> Al Gore and others who have these quote real truth uh, realities and later everything they say and do is absolutely debunked right but that's the kind of people we're talking about right yeah and it, it's not
2: so much about the love for the earth as it is uh, enmity towards mankind. And that was illustrated in the murder of his girlfriend. And I'm I'm sure he had justification in his heart for doing so. I mean, obviously, murderers always do. But, but these are the types of people, I think, that are trying to gain hegemony over the direction that our country is going into. And we better be careful and, and not be... You know, Jesus, when he sent his disciples out to preach his gospel, Sam, and we've gone over this scripture many, many times, he says, I send you forth, As wolves among sheep, be therefore wise as serpents yet harmless as doves. We've been harmless as doves up up till this point. We just have not been as wise as serpents. If we had been, uh, we would not fall for these hoaxes. There is no love on the part of these um, Illuminati members for the earth. There there is hatred and enmity towards the Christians, who God has commanded to have dominion over the earth. In a responsible, caring, loving, resp- um, and and a stewardship type of way, and they don't like that. They want to have stewardship, and they want and they're going to turn that stewardship into unrighteous dominion. And we need to recognize that for what it is. And we've been duped over and over and over again. And we've mistaken uh, enmity for love and concern of of the earth. And this, in the case of environmentalism and for humankind in the case of socialism.
1: Well, and the earth is what they're using as the battle point between Christians, in other words, the followers of God Almighty and the godless and or the Satanists. So godless Satanists are on one side, God fearing on the other side. You say, Sam, what are you talking about? Yeah, they use the earth for that battle. Okay. And I'll give you an example. Their population control agenda is tied to this earth movement. Bill Gates literally says, hey, through vaccinations, we can reduce the population. They've gone on record. The Georgia Guidestones that we talked about a couple of weeks ago kind of highlights this. One of their big goals is to reduce the population by like 90 percent, okay? And what's interesting about that is they say that the earth just can't sustain that many people. That's what man says. Well, God says there's plenty. There's room to spare. And God issued A directive to his children we the people and said multiply and replenish the earth and I might add you race haters this reality he said that to all of God's children not just certain races every race should advance their cause every race should celebrate their heritage every race should want the perpetuation of their race to continue God's children have been commanded to multiply and replenish the earth that has not been given an exception of any kind and that has not been rescinded ladies and gentlemen so contrary to God's law, these people say, "Hey, you know what? Zero population is the answer, my friend. There's no other way forward." Okay, so really, it's a battle between the godless and the god fearing. Think about, imagine the song by the Beatles, the godless version, and then if 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 I could only imagine, or only imagine, is that what it's called? Which is the god fearing one? Imagine if if I were you know before my Lord, what would I do? Would I dance for you, Jesus? Or I can only imagine. Yeah, that's what it's called. If I can only imagine. Okay, w- Would I dance for you, Jesus? What would I do in awe of the Savior Jesus Christ? Two comparative songs that are absolutely, I don't even know how to describe, greater than 180 degrees opposite, but that's what we see. And when we discuss this, you got to start to say, who gets to set the temperature? When we say that it's warming too much, who determines the temperature and what the optimal temperature ought to be? And who sets that and who decides all this, right? Yeah, Fair aren't, aren't question, we
2: Chris? just as much aren't we just as much a part of the ecology as a, an animal or a plant? I mean, on out of one side of their mouth they say, well, you know, we're just all products of nature. You know, we all have equal legitimacy. But on the other side, no, we need to be good stewards and and cull the herd, <laughs> which, you know, basically means don't have any kids. And can I make a clarification? Now, you you alluded to the commandment to be fruitful, multiply and replenish the earth. And I thought about that scripture Sam, many, many times, and I thought, why would God tell us to, to multiply three different times, you know, using three different forms of wording? I think the first one, be fruitful, means to, to provide a good home for your children and for your spouse, and then you can multiply and replenish the earth. So, I don't know, that's kind of going off on a tangent. Do you see what I'm saying? So, in other words, I don't think poor people that, you know, don't have the means to raise uh, children you know, should be cranking out kids, you know, once, one every year. Why not? God never gave
1: an exception. I, and
2: and we can disagree to disagree on this, but I think. Well, and let me tell you why I say
1: that. Who determines, hold on, who determines the level of poverty or wealth or whatever else? Think about the Indians of yesteryear, or now we call them the Native Americans or whatever. Uh, And their populations, they literally were to some degree nomads. They just moved in the land. They lived in. Uh, tents or teepee kind of things They just moved when there was not enough food When the land was worn out And then moved to a different spot They'd let the land recover where they just left And they'd go to a new spot and then move back And they, you know, in our standards They were in complete poverty, right? Yes uh, But the taken. Lord doesn't The Lord doesn't say Go ahead and multiply and replace the earth Unless you've got two cars and a microwave there And a big screen TV And yes. three squares a day He doesn't say any of that stuff I don't play okay. God, ladies and gentlemen. I just try to obey Him. Quick pause. We're talking about this climate change lie emergency that Barack and Biden got cooked up for us, folks.
0: Your daily Liberty NewsWire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News.
4: Ukraine and Russia signed an agreement committing to let millions of tons of vital grain supplies ship out from Ukraine's long blockaded southern ports. Russia has blocked Ukraine's black Sea port since its full scale invasion of the country on February 24th, 2022. Drawing accusations from the U.S. and Europe that President Vladimir Putin has weaponized food. The public school board in Uvalde, Texas, has put off a special meeting to discuss the fate of District Police Chief Pete Arredondo. With the board citing Arredondo's right to defend his actions that day in which 19 children and two teachers were fatally shot amid a multi-agency law enforcement response. This is USA Radio News.
0: Mike Kappel here, serial entrepreneur with words from another happy payroll customer.
5: Patriot Software has saved our business by allowing me to focus on other aspects of the business rather than spending so much time on multiple platforms to do the things entailed on running a business. I found Patriot by complete accident and I don't regret it. It is continuing to save our company, and I'm extremely excited to see what else it entails.
3: Easy to learn, easy to use.
0: Small business software tailored just for you. Visit us at PatriotSoftware.com. Use promo code RADIO and get two months of payroll free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll,
2: keep your time and money.
4: The White House announced that the U.S. is sending an additional $270 million in security assistance to Ukraine, a package that will include additional medium-range rocket systems and tactical drones. Ukraine forces have used U.S.-made rocket launchers and tactical drones to destroy dozens of Russian targets and hold at bay Russia's larger and more heavily equipped forces. Google is honoring Alethea Haven-Ramirez, one of the students killed in the Uvalde, Texas school shooting by spotlighting her Google Doodle. The 10-year-old wanted to be an artist and had drawn artwork to submit to win the Doodle for Google artwork competition. Alethea was one of the 21 people killed in the mass shooting at Robb Elementary School on May 24th in Uvalde, Texas. This is USA Radio News.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, so I maintain that God said multiply and replenish the earth. And he didn't say if you could afford to have kids. And let me explain why I say that. The enemies of liberty and the population reduction people, the earth folks, the environmental wackos, the elites, the deep state, whatever you want to call these jokers. Bill Gates, who owns more farmland than anybody in the country kind of people who hate you and want to wipe most of us off the planet and use global change lies to peddle their destruction of everything godly. Um, most people who can't afford children are because they live in a government area where government is so abusive and hostile that it's government's fault that the people are in such poverty. We're fast approaching that in America. Okay. And so if all of a sudden wicked government makes it impossible for me to support my kids, does that mean I shouldn't have any more? Uh, okay. So the, the, the problem is, hey. When most people are in poverty, it's because the government grinds the face of the poor. The government shuts down Mm -hmm. all innovation and prosperity. uh, And the godless communist agenda fosters that. But I look at Tonga and Samoa and some of these places where, you know what, they have very simple housing. They don't have internet, a lot of them. They live very, very, very simple lives. Uh, From our standards, they're absolutely poverty stricken. But yet they're some of the happiest people on the planet. Should they not have children? Yeah. So we need well, to realize yeah. who's in what battle when, Chris.
2: Yeah, and based on their standards, I mean, they're living comfortably. And, I, and that's why I say it should be more subjective. That should be a, a matter between you and your God and, of course, your spouse. Okay. And if you can provide food, clothing, shelter, and uh, at least a minimal of education, then by all means, fulfill that um admonition from the lord you've done a good job yourself you've got eight children you've raised them well i've met most of them and they're wonderful kids they're going to uh, become if they have not already uh, productive god-fearing productive contributors to society and i commend you for that so that's what i want to see more of and i'm not i don't think we see a lot of And, and the point you made is very valid the government primarily through debauching the currency has made it more and more difficult for families to provide for their children. And that's not their fault. That's the government's fault. But, of course, in a republic that, by extension, is uh, the voters' fault. Anyway, I didn't want to get too far down
1: on— To prove the point, look at China, though, and their one-child policy, and now it's backfired, and they're begging and paying people to literally have children in some of these countries. It is insane, ladies and gentlemen. But really, um, the American farmers are now warning— food shortages ahead Chris and my response oh, yeah. is why would we have food shortages in America man why would yeah they're trying to call the herd
2: and they're trying to uh, brainwash us into believing that we should either have small families or no families at all and you know that's right along their their agenda lines um, and it may be more humane than you know killing us off the old-fashioned way through war and but, you know, obviously, starving to death is not a, a good way to go either. But um, but they want to reduce the population, I think, primarily so that they can control us more effectively. Because right now, there's so many more of us, and we're beginning to wake up, and we're beginning to see the writing on the walls. But they, they always use means whereby they have um, – what, what, what am I thinking of? There's a word um, – uh, justifiable deniability to where they can say oh it well, wasn't it wasn't our fault that there's a food shortage it's 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 in uh climate change you know climate change is, is always the
1: the scapegoat yeah or it's the russians could, you know no oh, vladimir it's really Putin, the yeah, russians a, a, that's probably the that. problem there yeah. <laughs> get you know these kind of lies ladies and gentlemen but look who gets to set the temperature if god does not exist then who has the authority to set the ideal temperature About a third of this planet is uninhabitable because it's too cold. Now, people live there anyway, um, even though it's supposedly uninhabitable with modern technology and everything else. But um, there's not a place on the planet where it's too hot for people to live. What gives of that? Yes.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if if we want to expand uh, the habitable
1: landmass
2: in in the, the world, what's the best way to go about that? To, uh, increase the temperature in areas where man has uh, heretofore not been able to inhabit because it's been too cold uh, there's there's no place on the planet where it's too hot so I'm not sure that this trend assuming that our earth is warming and I'm not sold on that although there is some em- empirical subjective evidence in my life that that the temperatures and the because I work outside all the time, Sam. I I feel like perhaps it's getting warmer. I don't know, but that's very
1: subjective. It's not scientific at all. But even if well, it my is, my yeah. let's say that it does get warmer. Yeah. Who's to say that's a problem? Yeah, because we are, uh,
2: according to uh, Darwinists, we are a part of the ecology. Right? We're we're animals. Obviously, we're we're children of God, but, you know, we, we are uh, an integral part of nature. Why shouldn't our activity count just as validly as a plant or an animal going about its business on this planet, right? And, you know, animals, you know, can, can affect change. Uh, the, the, the plant world obviously produces oxygen that changes the environment, and other animals produce carbon dioxide the emission of a volcano produces more carbon dioxide than humankind from the beginning of time could ever produce. Just, just one emission uh, event of a volcano creates more carbon dioxide, you know, but that's, that's a part of the natural process of life here on Earth, right? So aren't we just as much uh, an integral part of nature as any other phenomenon that we experience on a regular basis, Sam? So, you know, why is it, you know, that every other organism on this earth and every other natural phenomenon can go about its day-to-day business, yet human beings are an exception to that rule? That doesn't make any sense to uh, me.
1: Wouldn't a warming planet, though, make uh, the earth have more gradable or more inhabitable environmental space? Yep,
2: exactly. I mean, there are parts of northern Canada, Alaska, the Arctic Circle, Antarctica in the south, uh, you know, which would expand our ability to grow crops, uh, to build homes, and to live out our lives. I'm not sure that that's a net negative. I think that's a net positive.
1: I'm well, with what you on that. they will claim is we've got water problems. So I got a question for everybody, just so you think about it. All the ice is up there, and it's super frozen, and it gets warmer and warmer and warmer, so the north and south poles start to melt. Where does all the water go? <laughs> I just want well, to know this. So Where does the water go?
2: Well, it, it eventually evaporates into the, um,
1: the atmosphere, and it comes down in the form of rain, which we could use here in Utah about now, right? Yeah. So if the ice is melting, the water's got to go somewhere, unless somehow the Earth can have an escape valve and send water somewhere else. We've got as much water on the planet as when the earth was formed, right? But here's the question. Lake Mead, they say, now provides water to millions of people in seven states across the western United States. But droughts exacerbated by climate change, they say, has caused the reservoir to shrink to its lowest level since the Great Depression. Now... If the water's not in Lake Mead and the water's not in all these lakes and it's not raining and everything else, but the ice is melting, where's the water going? Yeah, you can neither create nor destroy matter. That's
2: one of the laws of thermodynamics, Sam. So, it, it so doesn't where's just the water there?
1: I'm kind of stupid. It's Where'd it, it
2: go? Yeah, it's it's in clouds in the atmosphere. A lot well, of it's, it's underground. deep in the earth. where's deep in the earth, right? It's but there. It doesn't go
1: away. It's there uh, is what I'm getting at. So the question is, why can't we access it? Why is, why are we being uh, disconnected from the elements of the earth? There, there, yeah. And and we we know the answer is because we're an unrighteous
2: people. And like we said before, God loves us enough to allow us to suffer the consequences of our own unrighteous actions. And he's doing that. We need to get on our knees and repent. This nation is in desperate need of repentance. There's plenty of water. And there's plenty of uh, willingness on the part of our creator to provide that water to us. There's just not the qualified righteousness in order to receive that blessing at this point in our de-evolution in this, in this country, I would say, and in the world in general, Sam. And you and I have talked about that ad nauseum.
1: So we Amen to that. Now, we, we and, talk about Joe Biden violating the rules and the laws of our country as he promotes this, quote, climate emergency lie. But good news the courts are backing Joe off from his evil, dishonest, immoral attempt to violate good, the law. Good for the courts. And the headline says this The Supreme Court curbed the EPA, that's the Environmental Protection Agency's ability to, quote, regulate climate change, setting limits yep. on how the agency can deal with power plants. The Hill is who gave me this piece. Um, In a 6-3 decision, the majority ruled that Congress did not authorize the EPA to shift to, quote, cleaner energy sources using the uh, approach that Obama-era regulations, that's why I'm referencing Obama, when issuing a new ruling. I'll tell you what else happened. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live. Isn't this great? Just the two of us. No work,
3: no interruptions, no phone, no TV. Finally, we have a chance to just talk. I mean, how long has it been? Well, first of all, we should talk about your schedule. There are a few things that could use some adjusting, but overall, I think it's going all right. Basically, I I think we're doing a pretty good job of communicating, which is good. You're doing a really good job of letting me know how you feel about things. I just, I want to keep the, the lines open if you know what i mean jerry it's four
5: o'clock in the morning what are you doing
3: oh i was (laughs) i was just giving emily a bottle
5: who are you talking to emily she's only three weeks old and she's asleep
3: i know i was just practicing family isn't it about time isn't this great just the three of us no work no interruptions no phone
0: from the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints
1: So Joe Biden trying to bypass Congress. The courts called a halt to his con game. Now the Supreme Court curbed the EPA's ability to regulate climate change, setting limits on how the agency can deal with power plants. Now listen to this. When that happened, the left went psychotic. They literally became unhinged. They've always been calling for manipulation of the Supreme Court. Let's add and take away justices and all this kind of stuff. But with the court putting a halt to Joe Biden's plot, the left has now come from calling from the court to be packed, meaning add a bunch of people to the porch to now flat out calling for the abolition of the court entirely. They want the court to be outright abolished. And then they call me anti government and I say we need the checks and balances and they say, Oh, just get rid of the court. Don't need that at all. And then they say, I'm anti-government? Wow, they're ready to abolish a whole one-third of the the pie. Interesting indeed. But this is the climate change battle we're talking about, folks. Now, the interesting story is this. Thousands lost everything in fire set by the Forest Service. Yeah, they say it started small. (laughs) Huh. with a team of federal employees using drip torches to ignite a scribe burn in the Santa Fe National Forest. Anyway, the sad part is it got out of control. Well, isn't, isn't that what they just accused goes on and on.
3: of
1: doing? Yeah, that's what they accused the Hammonds of doing. They said they were terrorists, by the way. But now it turns out the government literally did this. It got out of control, and thousands lost everything in the fire set by your government.
2: Oh, but they're the good guys, Sam. I mean, they can do things like that. It's just that Hammonds, working as private citizens, they can't do things like that. They're the bad guys, remember. They're not with the now government. Now they
1: say FEMA has distributed about $3.4 million to 1,000 families, the agency said. So this is the kind of stuff we're talking about, folks, that goes on. And when you think about it, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? And the answer is, in my opinion, the only way we're going to fight anything is if we stop the government from doing things they're not allowed to do. that They don't have authority to do. It's the only way we'll solve this. Now, they say Mr. Biden expressed support um, for a bill. To create a fund to cover losses when the government lights fires. Folks, we're just adding insult to injury. All right. Now, there's a lot of people trying to sue the Forest Service over this. But, of course, the government can't really be sued. So the battle's on. Climate change is uh, the issue that's putting each of us as Americans in the crosshairs. Now, what would it look like if they had their environmental earth plans in place? You wouldn't drive cars. You wouldn't have air conditioning. You wouldn't eat meat. What would your life be like, Chris?
2: Well, it would be pretty primitive, I'll say that, and restricted and limited. We wouldn't uh, be able to exercise as much agency, God-given agency. And um, there would be a revolution overnight. So maybe that's what they want. I, I think there's an effort on the part of the people behind the scenes, Sam, of agitating both the right and the left because I think if they can foment a revolution, then they can really clamp down on us. I think that's what they want because they're agit. I mean, you look at the Supreme court decisions that have been recently handed down. You you talk about the EPA decision where the EPA uh, can no longer restrict uh, 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 carbon emissions. And uh, of course the Roe versus, versus Wade, I mean, that was a landmark decision. That's going to irritate the left, and I think what they want is they want to agitate both sides to where we're fighting against each other even more so than we have been in the past. I don't know. That's just a theory I'm working on. Do you you have any explanation for that, why the, the Supreme Court would hand down so many good decisions
1: recently? Well, look, they can't run it off the rails all at once or the natives get too restless. All right. So what you've got to do is you've got to play good cop, bad cop. you got to use the Hegelian dialectic where they create a conflict. The only answer is government, which they'll drive you to. So all you got to do then is have the AOCs, Ocasio-Cortez or the Hillary Clintons or the Barack Obamas or the whoever's, Nancy Pelosi, Maxine Waters, these ilk, which are nothing but front men for the real communists behind the scenes, what they've got to do is paint a picture so dire that you'll be like, those guys are nuts. But then you got the quote conservative guys that come out and go, no, listen, that's crazy. Climate change and, and is real, but you know, you can't be crazy. You gotta um, let's put, you know, appropriate guidelines in place to protect the people from the climate change threat. And and then slowly but surely what you do is you have the Democrats lead the way, painting the extreme. The reasonable people only come along 20 years later, but betraying us just as well. And you saw that with the don't ask, don't tell policy, the gay and lesbian agenda in the military. Okay, At first, it was like, hey, you can't be gay or lesbian in the military if you know you're out of the military. And then they said, look, let's have a don't ask, don't tell policy, said the Democrats. And the Republicans said, oh, no, that's crazy. You can't do that. that. That would be really bad. You'd have a bunch of gays in the military. And then eventually they said, yeah, and, and they pushed it and they got it. But then 20 years later, then they're like, hey, let's just promote gay and lesbians in the military. Let's promote transgender and bisexual and all these things. And then the conservatives who were against the don't ask don't tell policy 20 years later are like, oh no, we got to back the don't ask don't tell policy. we can't go into the crazy abyss of just promoting gay and lesbians everywhere. I mean come on, we can't do that we got we gotta have the don't ask don't tell policy and that was the conservative way and so see they move the narrative move the narrative, move the narrative. So all you got to do is have AOC whacked out go you shouldn't eat any meat and we ought to abolish the courts. Wow. And then the conservatives go, oh, no, we don't need to do that. But by golly, you know what? We ought to let um, Impossible Burgers compete at every restaurant. Let's get Impossible Burgers in the restaurant so people have a choice. (laughs) See? And and so you got the good cop, bad cop, but the reality is they're moving the needle, building consensus towards the government being the only, only solution. And so you got the government literally lighting fires (laughs) that get out of control and burn everything down, right? Right. You've literally got the government yeah. now uh, admitting that, hey, we don't have enough water in Lake Mead at all. No one discusses where the water's from. And so now you got, hey, imagine if there was no heaven. Imagine if there was no people. Everybody shared their position. Imagine this world where we depopulate. Okay, this is the narrative they're eventually building consensus for. And sadly, Christians are jettisoning their faith left and right to get there. And ladies and gentlemen, yeah. it's our job to stand in the gap. And Warn that we best not turn our back on the savior of the world if we do there are no good answers The only way to safety the only way to stability the only way Is to promote God family and country in a Christian Viewpoint which means there's a savior But we must do what the savior of the world asks us to do to receive his protection And right now, ladies and gentlemen, you are seeing the repercussions from, hey, there's not going to be enough food, to the evil government always managing this Hegelian dialectic to abuse us all right on down the line. And if you can't see it now, heaven help us. But I would say this. I believe there is a heaven. It's not imaginary. It's real. There is a God who sits in his heaven. He's known as our heavenly father because we're his children. And he loves us and he wants us to be happy. And he's teaching us how to be happy. In fact, we had Lil Nelson on just the other day talking about this article of, you know what? Whenever you don't farm the land, whenever you don't plant trees on the land, whenever you don't live on the land and care for the land, it turns into a horrible desert. But when people put cows on the land and animals on the land and live on the land and plant trees on the land and pretty soon water is, is, is available, pretty soon, because all these things foster caring for God's earth. It's not just a globe that hates us or an enmity scenario, it can be a God-ordained plan for his children. The earth was created for us to live on and to be stewards of and to live together in happiness and harmony together. And so we need to point the way of salvation and solution to everyone, and we need to be relentless in teaching these principles because the word is more powerful than the sword, Chris.
2: Exactly. And you you, you talked about, you know, if you let the land fallow, if you don't do anything, It will turn to to desert or wasteland. And where we live here in the Great Salt Lake Valley, Sam, is a perfect illustration of that. In fact, uh, on Monday we celebrate, no, Sunday, tomorrow, we celebrate the the, uh, Pioneer Day. And it it commemorates the day that the uh, Mormon saints arrived here in this valley. And they found one tree in the entire valley, the Salt Lake Valley. And Jim Bridger said, "I'll give somebody a thousand dollars if they can produce one ear of corn in this desolate valley called the Salt Lake Valley." And you look at it today; it is a veritable cornucopia of agricultural production. Sam, we've got alfalfa, we've got corn, we've got fruit trees, we've got every vegetable and fruit under the sun that you can imagine that we're growing abundantly in this great valley, and it's because of God's blessings and man's industry, that we've been
1: able to convert it that way. Well, and, and God uh, gave us the water that's still on the planet, and he helped us learn how to channel it and create fertile fields as a result. And you know what? The prophecy is coming true. The Rocky Mountains is blossoming like the rose. It's becoming the great place to live. Why? Because I believe that the people are more faithful to God in this area than in other places. It doesn't mean we're perfect, but it does mean when we turn to God, the blessings become poured down upon our heads that there's not even room enough to receive them. Ladies and gentlemen, That's the right. reality is clear if you pay attention. The solutions are evident and available to you and I. The only question left is will we embrace them, Chris? The answer is I pray yes. Yeah.
2: Because because here's the ironic thing, you know, we talked last hour about the January sixth riots. I dare say ninety nine percent of those people that are now languishing in jail are Christians and they went up to the Capitol for a good reason. They were deceived, you know. We talked about the foolhardiness of their, um, of their mission, but they are Christians, and I hope now, as they're, they're languishing in jail, that they will consider their actions and how foolhardy and ill-advised they were, and how we need to just stand our ground here in our own homes, in our own communities, in our own counties and states, and, and seek for change here, because that's where it's going to be affected. And we may be isolated at times from the rest of the the nation so be it at least we'll survive at least we will be able to make change here on the local level because it's certainly not going to be made in washington dc and hopefully we've learned our lesson uh the hard way from having attempted that as a remedy for our problems because the problems are and as we've talked about before sam our problems are not fundamentally political our problems are spiritual we have wandered Uh, From the precepts of God uh, in a very very horrible manner here in this country. We've allowed abortion and Let me give you a little tidbit Um, You know we talked about uh, the overturning of Roe versus Wade We talked about how there were trigger laws in the state of Utah and how automatically those trigger laws would be uh, would be put into uh, effect to where abortions would be immediately stopped in very uh, Limited cases they would be uh, allowed and believe it or not, in the state of Utah, you can still get an abortion because one judge decided that those trigger get laws need to be set aside and impose an injunction uh, on the prohibition of abortions anyway.
1: Sad tale to tell, ladies and gentlemen, you and I need to turn to God, family, and country for solutions, ladies and gentlemen. I know things look pretty dire, but you know what? Take faith, take courage, take hope. That's what this broadcast is all about as we the people stand together for the sacred cause of liberty and implore our God to bless us and protect us. I don't know. I watched a movie last night, and it kind of highlights the point. How about angels in the outfield? Are there angels around us, and can they help us hit and throw and raise children and do all that we need to do? I say that it's a resounding yes. God save the republic.